Hey y'all, I'm Sammy, your host of the You Were Made For More podcast. John 10.10 is a promise that Jesus came down to earth so that we would have life and have it abundantly. My prayer is that this podcast and all of the content that we put out would remind every student that they were made for more simply because of who they were created to be. My own walk with the Lord and my relationships with the teenagers that I disciple have shown me that once we understand whose we are, the game changes. Or in other words, transformation happens. Our identity changes everything. We recognize that it takes investment and partnership between the church and parents to raise teens who know and believe who they are in Jesus. And we're here to help. So buckle up as we take this journey and take a look at what God has to say about friendships, relationships, sexuality, dating, and all the things in between. Hey guys, what's up? This is Sammy. Uh, I'm the host of the You Were Made For More podcast and I am really, really excited to be with you guys today. Um, It has been a hot minute since I have done an update episode about life. You were made for more content and all that we have going on here. So I decided what better way to wrap up season two of the podcast than by doing one of those. The last time I updated you guys on life was at the beginning of March. And that was right after the COVID-19 pandemic was just really starting. Things had just started shutting down. We were just kind of adjusting to this this pandemic that has plagued our society um and there's been so much that has happened since then not only in my life but I'm sure in your life in the lives of your friends and your families and in your communities but also in the life of our nation and of our culture it really has been a dynamic and unprecedented time that so many are having to figure out how to navigate We're having hard conversations, but I really do believe that they are good. Um, So yeah, like I said, a lot has happened in that amount of time. And also in that amount of time, we kind of have been going through season two of the podcast. And this season, we have had so many great guests who shared their wisdoms and our passions with us. And I just want to shout them out right now and let them know that I am super thankful for them. We've covered a lot of topics that are relevant not only culturally, but also biblically. And our goal is to cover those topics in kind of three different ways for students, for parents, and youth leaders. Those three different types, uh, groups of people, we always want to have content for each of them. So sometimes I, it's funny as I was kind of looking at the end of season two, I was wondering like, will we ever run out of things to talk about on this podcast? But every day when I read the news, when I open up the headlines, when I look at my phone, 
and go on social media when I have conversations with my husband about things that he's seeing, when I engage in conversations with people at my church or my friends or my family, I'm reminded of why this podcast is so important, of why the You Were Made For More podcast will honestly never run out of things to talk about for as long as we're here on this earth, honestly. Even without looking at the headlines, I know what I struggle with in my own faith and as a woman pursuing God's best for my own life. And I also know from, again, relationships with the people around me. I know those things aren't just unique to me. I see it in my mentors, in my friends, in my youth group students, it's not unique to just me. The struggle with, I really the core of what the You Are Made For More podcast is about. If this is your first time listening, hey, I hope this kind of gives you a good overview of what it's about. But at the core of what it's about is identity and how who we are fits into relationships. And that struggle, that internal struggle of trying to figure out who we are and how that fits in with our relationships that internal struggle is not unique to us um I really believe that all of us struggle with it at some point of time and in some way we all struggle with it It's actually rather common and I believe this because it is one of Satan's key strategies to make us feel useless and worthless. It's the biggest yet cheapest attack the enemy will always try to pursue. Um, that, that attack is always going to be on our identity. If we don't know who we are, it's so much easier for us to get pulled in every direction. We'll forget who we are, that we were bought at a high price by the God of the universe, and we'll forget that we're precious. Anything that you're believing right now that is contrary to those things is a lie. That's why I'm passionate about the messages we bring on this podcast and through all of the content that we create and share with you guys. That's what it's all about. I really believe in my own life um, this season where we've been, you know, social distancing, there's been stay at home orders and then those were lifted and now depending on where you live, they're back um, it's been a season of pruning and re revealing idols and having to deal with a lot of things that maybe we could have ignored if life would have stayed normal, you know, if we weren't so busy and distracted by all of these things going on around us. Um, maybe those idols would not have been revealed to us. So, again, that's just some of what this season has taught me. But that's not really what 
I want all of this podcast to be about, right? That's kind of just my little rant and tangent about the importance of the you were made for more message and and why I really do believe in it and that why we're going to keep pushing forward until every person, every student hears the words that they were made for more. So, The point of this podcast really is to update you on what life has looked like for me and to update you on on, um, kind of a hiatus that the You Are Made For More podcast is going to be taking uh, for for a few weeks um, in the coming month or so because of, of what life is about to bring for me and my family. So again, I'm sure... As most of you um, are discovering, 2020 has not been what we necessarily expected it would be, right? Um, But it has been a really, it's crazy that it's August already. It's insane. Um, But I've learned a lot of things um, in the past eight months through where the Lord has placed me and what he's been doing um, overall just in the world. So part of what I've been doing in this weird season of COVID-19 is helping to homeschool a local family in our, um, that lives by us and me and my husband Juan, and we actually love them and adore them. And, um, they were a huge part of our relationship. Um, the, the parents of the family are, some mentors of mine and Juan's and uh, walk through marriage with us and life and uh, we really respect their parenting and I have kind of been going into their home and helping um, their mom homeschool them and generally I work with the ones in the middle school age range and it's been really so fun and eye-opening to learn more about homeschooling, especially since Juan and I really have a desire to homeschool our own children eventually, Lord willing, um, if if we're able to do that for multiple reasons. We feel convicted um, that, that we would like to pursue that. So it's been cool for me to learn from this family that we already respect and admire. Anyway, the season that I've been in, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it was during my work with one of the girls um, that I teach. She's 12 now, um, and it was through me sitting down and working through some some math problems with her that the Lord reminded me of an important reminder that I want to take a minute and remind you guys about tonight um, or today, whatever you're listening to this, a reminder about faithfulness, about trust and doubt in the midst of all the uncertainty happening in all of our lives. And he did remind me all of this through a 12-year-old girl And that's something that always brings me to my knees is how he chooses to use the most unlikely people in our lives to remind us of what he knows we need to hear. So like I said, I was walking through 
some, I can't remember exactly if it were, it were math or science problems, but we always kind of have some Bible verses that we walk through that day before we get started with school. And one of the verses that day was about Jesus for, taken from the story in the Bible of Jesus feeding the 5,000, where he took a minuscule amount of bread and fish and turned it into a provision for so many people. And I'm sure if you have read the Gospels, you're familiar with that story. And if you're not, I highly encourage you to dive into scripture and learn more about that story and um, daily manna and how God really is the God of miracles. That is, that's a testament to that. So I encourage you to do that. We're not going to do it here. Um, but the point of the story really is that the disciples are with Jesus and they realize they have, they, they have to feed all of these people and they have not uh, nearly enough bread not nearly enough um, fish for to feed all of the people. And they respond in a certain way. And we were reading their response. And my 12-year-old friend asked me, Sammy, not to be rude or anything, but were the disciples dumb? Like, I don't really know a better word to use. Um... But that's what I feel. Like, I I feel like they were friends with Jesus. They saw him. They walked through life with him. And they still didn't really trust him. They always questioned what, what he asked them to do. And they never just did it. Like, they always doubted him. Even though they, like, were able to touch him and see him. And things that we aren't physically able to do. And when I took an honest moment, I got home that day and I was thinking about that um, after a conversation that we had and uh, it just resonated with me because I, I honestly couldn't help but laugh because of the raw way she asked the question. Most of us wouldn't word it in that way, right? We would try to be a little more gentle in our approach, but honestly, her way of wording it was very real and it got me thinking I literally am just like the disciples it's like you could just place me in that situation and I would respond the same exact way that they did and I think if we're honest I think if you're honest with yourself maybe that's true for you too this season has been full of goodness but also challenges since March since the last time I got to chat with you guys solo my husband and I have celebrated our first wedding anniversary we have traveled and we've gotten to meet our first baby niece um who is such a precious gift from God we are just so thankful we got to do that amidst all of the the craziness going on um and we've also prepared 
prepared and prayed as we are getting closer and closer to being parents ourselves. Um, at the time I'm recording this, we're about three weeks away, but honestly, baby girl could come anytime. So we're anxiously awaiting meeting her and seeing this little person um, and getting to raise her. That has been so sweet. There's been so much sweetness. But there also have been hardships and there's been agony in in our lives and the lives of people around us. And through all of that, I've been reminded of the importance of community, about inviting people to walk alongside you even when it's hard to admit you need help and it's hard to admit that you feel like maybe you're failing. I've been reminded of the frailty of the human heart and I've witnessed friendships marriages and relationships that I thought were rock solid come to an abrupt end creating a paralyzing fear in me that we aren't promised protection from any sort of hurt on this side of heaven. I've had loved ones struggle with health issues I've gone the majority of my pregnancy attending doctor's appointments by myself without my husband being able to be a part of them and I've watched as he has handled that with grace like it's no big deal but also I have internally struggled with the idea that part of his fatherhood experience before we even really have met our daughter yet has been robbed because of this pandemic and just the the nature of what we're experiencing as I've prepared to give birth I've had to adjust and readjust and figure out alternatives to my original birth plan because of hospital restrictions and that hasn't looked quite like I hoped it would look or um ideally I would hope that it would look but Overall, my pregnancy has been great and really easy with little to no complications. Um, but something that has happened recently reminded me again of this, this story of how, or not this story, this idea of how we doubt God, right? So as we got, we have gotten closer to my due date, um, and I got into month nine of pregnancy, um, we've really had to learn to trust God with the details of forming and shaping our daughter because we realize that we have no control over that, really. Like, my body is a vessel to carry her, um, but I have no control over what my body does to feed her and shape her and create her. That's God's job. Um, and when we learned that at 36 weeks that our doctors were a little concerned because my stomach wasn't measuring as large as it should, um, you know, you lay down on the table and they measure you. Um, and, it was in my stomach was not as large as it should be and 
that was concerning to hear because all throughout my pregnancy, I've had people say to me, you know, like, you're really little. You don't really look pregnant. I honestly can still wear my normal pants. Um, I haven't really had to buy maternity clothing, which is crazy. Um, but after talking with some of my mom friends, apparently a lot of doctors say this to a lot of women all the time. So they encouraged me and they were praying for us, but also just reminded me that, that I shouldn't be that nervous about it. Um, but again, my controlling overbearing mind starts to automatically go to all the worst case scenarios. I've always thought that my body was just carrying our baby differently or maybe it was just the fact that it was my first baby and no medical professional, none of my doctors had ever expressed any concerns before. So it kind of set me in to a shocked headspace when I heard that and I felt like we had a month to go like we were in the home stretch and I just was not expecting to hear that but thankfully uh with technology they were able to estimate her size and her weight and validate that she is exactly like on track with where she's supposed to be um she's completely healthy I'm completely healthy um it really is just the way that my body is carrying her and that I mean praise God for that but it really reminded me that my heart so frequently doubts God and maybe the scenario, you know, is completely foreign to you and you may not be able to relate to it at all. But it reminded me to look back at the Lord's faithfulness in my own life. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. Because even if you have a situation that looks entirely differently, there's been so much learning and relearning that we've had to do as we've stepped into this new normal and we've also been faced with the fact that the hard things in life haven't really slowed down that much people are still getting sick they're still suffering um we still have relational struggles we still have unknowns and uncertainties life does not slow down even if society does like that just doesn't happen um and something that's been helpful for my own heart in the midst of all of that is reminding myself that God has been with me and that he has been faithful and even when things have been difficult, hard, and challenging, he has taught me more about himself in the process. And that's kind of what I want to wrap up season two of the podcast with. And I want to go off of that idea of recounting God's faithfulness in your lives. And I, and I want to challenge you to do that and I want to encourage you to do that um 
And in that, there's kind of another, another mini challenge, right? Something to think about, something I want you guys to think about as we head into the start of a new school year this fall that looks probably, I mean, in my community, I know it looks a lot different for a lot of students, um, no matter what their age is. So no matter what it looks like, um, there's there's something I want to encourage you with. And it actually comes from a recent blog that we shared on youwermadeformore.org. I'll link it in the show notes, but it has to do with fear and how we can step into fear without letting it overtake our thoughts and actions. And it, it I read it and um, a woman I really love and adore wrote it for for the blog because um, I know about things that have happened in her life and how the Lord has been faithful in them and how she's trusted him. Uh, but also I know like very honestly how she's dealt with a lot of fear from those things. And so I asked her to write it and I read it and it got me thinking so often I think I'm trusting God. I think I'm relying on his promises and leaning into the truth. But when I really take a step back and evaluate what my emotions and responses are telling me, I realize that it's actually so much different than I think. So I want to ask you to ask yourself that same question. And what would your answer be? If you honestly look at your humanity and identity, what are you trusting in? Now that can look at like taking an honest look at your life. Um... Are you giving fear more power than it deserves when really God is the only one who should be getting any of the power and the glory in our lives? God is bigger than all of your fears. Remember that and trust in it and build your life upon it. That is my challenge and encouragement to you. And I'm a huge reader and love that sometimes God speaks to me through books. And one of the books I've been reading throughout this season is Rebecca Lyons' book, uh, Rhythms of Renewal. And it's all about, again, taking a step back, making and taking an inventory of your life, asking questions, looking at the deeper uh, feelings behind some of the responses we have. And that book has been instrumental in helping me to do that. Highly recommend. Like I said, I'll link it in the show notes. I highly encourage you take inventory of your life. Ask hard questions. Rip apart idols that you know that you have that you're just avoiding and waiting um, to deal with. Now, off of that encouragement, I want to give you some updates on You Were Made For More because our schedule 
is kind of going to going to change because of my season of life, um, my family and all of those things. So like I said, my husband and I are about to have a baby girl, which is a huge life transition. And that being said, things are going to look a little bit different around here for a few weeks. Um, not a super long time. Uh, we are going to take a bit of a hiatus and break until I can get my mom life and my schedule figured out. Um, so I'll be taking some of my vacation time to kind of soak up being with my little girl and then spending a few weeks prepping for season three of the podcast and planning and creating new and relevant content for you guys communicating with new guests, planning new blogs and in topics and things like that. So don't worry, we will be back. It's just it's just not going to be right at the beginning of September. Um, but when we do come back, we can't wait to see you guys soon. And until then, our prayer is that you would remember what we always say on the podcast, that you were created for far more than this world gives you credit for. And anything that tells you or makes you feel differently is a lie. Something I love doing is writing out prayers that have spoken to me in my journal so I don't have to pray these profound prayers every morning. Honestly, sometimes I just flip my journal open and I read one of them that's been speaking to me in a season and that gives me life. Um, and I wanted to share one with you that I've been using. So as we wrap up again, if you love this, I encourage you write it down for yourself um, because it's really spoken to me. Um, it goes like this. It says, dear God, I need to see the lies I'm currently believing about myself and how they're holding me back from all you have for me. Strip out their fake and concentrated colors and amplify the lies in black and white so I can do the work that it takes to uproot them. Where are the weeds in my life? Would you show me them? I'm ready to see myself as you see me and to live faithfully from the place of acceptance. I'm aching to be fully alive and wide awake to all the good things you're doing around me. Don't let me miss it by being stuck in my own head. We pray that you would lean in to what God has for you in this season coming up. That the beginning of your school year may be unconventional, but we, we pray that it would be a blessing to you and that you would remind yourself of the words found in Psalm 63 verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in this dry land without water. If you are listening to this and feeling like you are in dry land without any water, like your soul needs refreshing, let that verse be a reminder and encouragement to you that you must thirst for God and his word above all else. He will come wherever you are, meet you there and find you.
I love you guys. Thank you so much for faithfully listening to the You Were Made For More podcast. I can't wait to share pictures of my family with you guys um, after this transition kind of takes place. And we are so excited to see you for season three and to, to kind of launch into the second half of 2020 and then also look ahead at what's up up um up ahead for 2021. So in the meantime, we hope that you would follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss when we come out with that season three, episode one. Um you can find us at Abundant Life YM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and in the meantime, just remember that, that God is with you and he is for you and that he has made you for more.